We have God appear to us in our life at the wrong time. Can I get an amen on that? It's never convenient when God shows up, right? There's always something going to be required of you that, that just, it, it, it's, it's not in my timing. God, this just ain't a good time. God, I don't have, uh, I, right now I don't have the means to do what you're calling me to do. I, I surely don't have the education to do what you're calling me to do. Lord, I don't have, I don't have, I don't, I, I'm not, I just can't do it. So many people today have said no to God. And that's why we're, why we are where we are today is from generation after generation after generation saying no to God. Fathers saying no to the leadership roles that God has called them to be in and to do and for their children to see them as humble men on their knees praying men crying out to God to, 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 to give my family what they need kind of men. You know, I, I got enough men that's got, that got, got strong heart, strong will, and, and I'm not back down. Okay? I, I got enough of them kind. Please God, don't send me no more. I need God to send me a group of men to get on their knees and lay on their face and cry out to God as God let me be the man you desire me to be. Here this group of men comes rolling in and, and, and they, they're not ashamed to worship. They're not ashamed to go across for, and leave their homes and go across to another country looking for a, a king, looking for the Messiah, looking for the one that, that, that's, that's going to change everything. And here we run into a, a, a group or, or one man that is, oh, should I say hell-bent? I did. On stopping this. This ain't going to take place. I have worked too hard to become king of the Jews. This baby being born ain't going to stop me from, from what I, my life's goal was. And I don't care who I got to kill. I don't care who I got to lie about. I don't care. And does that not sound familiar today? Is we live in a society is we don't care who we got to lie about, we don't care who we got to cheat, we don't care who has got to go down, take the fall, I'm going to rise. We live in a world today that, 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 that teaches men that it is weak to, to, to let, to, to, I guess it's weak to show kindness, show love, show compassion, to show gentleness. But you know what power is? It's all these wild emotions and all these strengths, all this stuff that's harnessed and it's under control. And it's you're able to have all the strength in the world, but you've got the power of God and humility that you're not worthy to have nothing God's give you. And it's got it came down into a kind, tender-hearted, loving person that thinks less of themselves and more of the people around them. God's called us to think more of the people around us and, 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 and to try to do more for the people around us and to lift people around us up and, and to pray for the people around us. And that's what God, that's what godly people do. That's what godly men do for their families. It's about their families. Not, not raising a bunch of spot brats, okay? Now don't get me wrong. Don't think your checkbook's gonna make good godly kids, cause it ain't. You know, a, a, a good belt and a heavy dose of the Bible will. Come on, amen. 
I mean, that's what the world... Why? Because we live in a world that is lax in discipline. When, when, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. Why was Jerusalem troubled? Because they knew if Herod was upset, they were going to pay for it. Anytime Herod got a, a, a mindset that somebody was out to get him, he'd go wipe the whole family out. This was a cruel, cold man. And, and, and what's sad is the people that should have known who Jesus Christ was going to be, where he was going to be born, and at what time he was going to be. All this should have been apparent to the people that knew the most. It was God's chosen people that should have known exactly what was going on, but they were took, taken by surprise too. And it says, And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them uh, where this Christ was to be born. I can understand Herod not knowing. He was an idiot. He was not a Jew. He, he was he might have been a, a, a half Jew, half something else. But he was not. He he wasn't. He he worked on getting to know what the Bible said, but he did not know what the Bible said. But the people that should have known what the Bible said that day, they were not looking. They were not looking for God. They were not looking for a Savior. They were just out. They they wanted. They had a mindset that all we want to do is overthrow Rome. We don't care if the Messiah comes. All we want to do is have our freedom back. And the world we live in today is a world that wants their freedom. Amen. That's all we care about. I don't care who's in, in, in authority as long as they don't affect the way I live. Now, what has that got us? Where has that got us? Starting out in 2021 is most, I guess, unknowing. We've never had more fear as a society as we do today. And why? Because we have our hope in this world and this world alone and it's not in God and the things of, of that's out of this world. We're dependent upon what's happening here today in the society. We're worried about the United States and what's going to happen here. And it's all got us. Satan has accomplished what he set out to do. And it's to confuse the people of God and to draw their attention away. Y'all, they so many times, and, and I feel like that I am a, 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 a fire chief with a battalion inside a burning building and it's collapsed. And it's too dangerous for the other battalion to go in and rescue them. And I, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to hold one group out of the fire, out of the burning building, and I'm doing all I can to get those ones that have run back into the fire, I was trying to get them back out. And it's like a constant struggle, as I know if you get off in this world, it's going to consume you. It's, going to, I ain't going to, it's not going to rob you of your salvation, but it will rob you of everything else. They said, and, and what does the Bible say about turn the, 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 the I think it's in 1 Corinthians somewhere in there, but it's about the, the brother that, that, that is eat up with a moral lust, and they turned him over to Satan. Come on! He turned him over to Satan to, to, to devour and consume the flesh. That the soul might be saved. So many times in life we feel like that God don't love us and He's turned His back on us because all this terrible thing is coming upon us and God's trying to save the soul and He'll sacrifice the flesh to get the soul. And if you'd have stayed out of the burning building, you wouldn't have been in danger. And we're running off into this world so many times. We are so engulfed in... Now, 
not just so much us, but in general, the church is so engulfed in the world, we forget we come to worship the Almighty Creator of the universe to lift songs and raise hands and sing hallelujahs with a thankful heart and a grateful heart. We come to bow down and, and proskoneo. That means to fall down and kiss the feet of. To have that kind of mindset when you walk in church that God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit is worthy for you to get on your face and to kiss the, the ground that He walked on and that He dwells on and to realize that you were not worth saving and dying for, but yet He loved you so much. He done it anyway. And we've got an attitude about us that we're up here. We're just like the chief priests and the, and, and the scribes here. There's so many people sitting in the building today. What thing goes fast? There's so many people sitting in the building today that if you saw yourself in reality, you'd realize that you had all the religious background and knowledge that one needed to save society. But you're so self-righteous and you're so set above and you're so far apart and you're so removed from those sinners down there that you'll never influence one person and keep them out of the pits of hell. Why? Because we have become, as the chief priests and the scribes are, or were, in Jesus' day when He was born, the modern day church has turned in that today. And it's sad that we don't have people that, that are willing, willing to be mocked, made mockery, willing to be run over, willing to be trampled on, willing to be used, willing to be spit upon, willing to be cursed. We don't have people today that are willing to take that and to show the love of God to somebody. All we can think about is how I'm going to get ahead. The, the chief priests, they were worried that they were going to lose their rule. They were afraid they was going to lose their, lose their lifestyle. They were afraid that, that they were going to lose control of the political power there in Jerusalem. Why? Because this was the, the, the Republican, Democrat, congressional, legislative, judicial branch of government in Jerusalem is just like what's sitting in the United States today. And the godly ones that had been set on the throne had been took off by Rome and took off by these corrupt politician uh, priests up here today. And they had been set in, and they, the ones that were sitting in place were crooked, were corrupt, was devious, was self-indulgent. They, they wanted to fulfill themselves. Why? Because they would have known the signs that was around at that time when Jesus was born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem, they answered here, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets, But thou, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judea, for out of them shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. Right here it's saying, and, and Matthew added this, it's not in Micah chapter 2, verse number 5, the first part of it is, but the last part of it, the writers believe that, that Matthew added this, how would you like to swap a murderer, a, 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 a control freak, a jealous man, a very paranoid man, one that's willing to kill? How would you like to swap Herod for a shepherd? What was Jesus Christ considered? He was considered a shepherd, one to shepherd my people. A shepherd is willing to lay down his life. He's willing to sacrifice his wants, his needs. 
He's willing to get up during the middle of the night to go out to find them. He's willing to get... And how many of us in here today are willing to, 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 to sacrifice our wants, our needs, our desires that the church may benefit, that the people around us... How many of us are willing to sacrifice, and I know everybody here is going to raise their hand when I say this, how many of you are willing to sacrifice for your family? I think everybody in here would do anything they could to protect their family. But you know what? That don't count. That's easy to do. How many of you are willing to sacrifice for that person that lied about you? How many of us are willing to sacrifice for that person that spit upon us? How many of us are willing to sacrifice for that one that, 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 that stole from me? You know, we're just as guilty as that thief. We're just as guilty as that murderer. We're just as guilty as, 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 as any sin that's in the Bible. Why? Because Jesus Christ did not, He did not show favoritism. It says He came to die for all. But the problem in, in church today is that we don't have people that are willing to sacrifice. Why? Because these, these wise men, I want you to understand, these wise men, they came looking for something. They come prepared. Now, don't you understand? They, they were looking. They were prepared. And they were ready. Okay? How many of you this morning got up looking for something? How many of you got up this morning getting prepared to find? And how many of you was ready when you walked through that door that when you found it, you'd fall down at its feet and you'd start worshiping? Right here, then Herod, when he had uh, secretly called the wise men, determined from them when, uh, what time the star appeared. I want you to understand, Herod realized if he called an open meeting again, that all of Jerusalem would have faith in it. That Herod was so afraid, everything was slipping out of his hand. Y'all, I got, I got folks around me uh, I come in contact with daily, weekly, that are so afraid of losing control. Herod was afraid of losing control, and guess what? He lost it. He lost control. You're going to lose control. Why? Because it ain't yours to have control over. We're all stewards of what God has placed in front of us. What kind of steward are you with your children? What kind of steward are you with your grandchildren? How many of us today are willing to say, we're sorry, forgive me, even though it ain't your fault. Ain't many people here today, do they? It'd restore that relationship. You realize that? It would restore that relationship between you and a friend, you and a brother, you and a wife, you and a, you and a husband, you and a, you, you and a kid, you and a grandkid. If we are willing to always, hey, I ain't sorry for what I've done, I'm sorry for what it caused. You ever thought about that? Now, I feel like I'm right in what I did and the actions and what I said. I, I'm not sorry for what I said. I'm sorry for what it caused. I'm sorry that me and you don't see eye to eye and that your feelings are hurt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. That's the hardest words for men to say. Come on, ladies. That was a perfect time for y'all to shout roof off this place. But you think about that today. How are we going to be examples? How are we going to be an example when we can't even do it? How is the church ever going to influence a world that's lost and undone and dying and headed for hell and do not, they do not know the King? 
They have not ever experienced the King. They will not ever be in the presence of the King unless you walk up and you show them the Holy Spirit that's dwelling inside of you. Herod was intrigued. There's so many people today. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for this young child. And when you come, when you found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship. Herod was seeking information about Jesus Christ to fulfill the desires of his own lust. The church are full of people today that are seeking the truth about God to fulfill the desire of themselves. And you know, that's what's wrong. If you're taking the Word of God and you're justifying how you act like a heathen, if you have to justify anything, now y'all listen to me. If you have to justify your actions, you're in the wrong. Can I get an amen right there or oh me? You think about that. If you have to give an excuse for how you acted, how you live, what you do, you're living wrong. Why? Because the Word of God, you'll never have to defend how you live your actions when you're living under the authority of God and Him directing you and Him guiding you. And when they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star. Oh, the star. The Shekinah and glory of God appeared unto them again. Here these wise men was off in the east, and, and, and all of a sudden, off in the west, this great star appeared. And when they saw this star, the Shekinah and glory of God appeared unto these wise men, and it got their attention that they had been talked about. When you go back to verse 1 and 2, it talks about that the star appeared. They were in the east and saw this star. Here's the Shekinah and glory of God that's appearing to these men. Why is God appearing to these men? Well, when you spend your whole life searching for Him, He's going to come to you. So many of us in here today don't have... God, God hasn't showed Himself to us in, in years. Some of us maybe ever. Why? Because we've never sought God. We've sat under the preached Word. We've sat under the same Word. We've sat under the taught Word. We've sat under the, 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 the dramas with the Word. We've sat under Bible school with the Word. We've sat under youth rallies with the Word. We've sat under the Word of God so much we've become numb to it and it has no effect on us anymore and now the presence of God will never appear to us anymore. Why? Because our hearts have become so hard and so cold that we don't want God's presence. We want our way. We're going to do it our way. I know just, I've sought, I've sought information. I've got just enough information that I can talk a good talk but I don't have enough to walk a good walk. But it says, When they heard this, they departed, and the star which they had seen in the east went before them, and they came and stood over where the young child was. I want you to understand that. Here this glorious Shekinah light of God, the presence of God appeared to them again while they were there, and that star appeared to them, and it, it, it drew them, and it brought them right into the presence of the Son of God, God in, in flesh, the man-child was laying there in that house. When you follow God, you'll run into Jesus Christ. When you seek God and you follow God, you're going to run into God. You're going to find God. And when you find Him, you better fall down at His feet and you better be ready to worship. 
It says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Y'all, when we walk in the doors here at the church and we see the presence of the Holy Spirit and we get in the presence of God, we ought to have exceedingly great joy. Like Jack was talking about, I think Aubrey read this, and it says that, that, that out of thanksgiving and, 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 and having that grateful heart about you, good things are going to transpire. You know, it, it's not so much that good things are going to transpire. Technical difficulties. When we become appreciative, when we become appreciative and we have a thankful heart, when bad times come our way, it don't matter. Why? Because our hope ain't in this world. Our hope ain't in these things of this world. And it says, and when they had come into the house, and Jesus wasn't in the manger no more, he wasn't in the stable no more, he wasn't in the, you know, he, 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 had, he was, he was somewhere between six months to a year and a half old. We have no idea. But they moved from the stable to the house. The baby was too young to travel yet. We're going to get into that next week. But I want you to understand, when they came into the house, they saw the young child with his mother, with Mary, his mother. Everywhere you read in the Bible, it says, child first, Mary next. Child first, Mary next. And it says, and they fell down and worshipped their feet. You know what the Bible says? They didn't worship Jesus and Mary. But you know, we get so tangled up in worshiping things of this world. We get tangled up in worshiping houses, cars, jobs, money, relaxation, trips, vacations. The world we live in today worships Mary. There's denominations set up that, 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 that they go to Mary because Jesus and God are too mean. And they go to Mary to be the intercessor between God and them. And right here it says, they fell down at his feet and worshiped him. They fell down. Let me back up. It says, they fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him the gift of gold, which is honoring a king. You look all through the palaces, the, 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 the crowns, the scepters, the plates, everything. Gold represents his kingship. Frankincense is, is a, a, was a, a perfume or, or, or a, a, a fragrance or a, you put on. This represents mankind. This is mentioned in several spots in the Bible of, 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 of at weddings, of, what do you call it, honeymoon nights, whatever, the bride bathing Esther when she was going before the king. And the, the myrrh represents making death smell a little better. These three things they brought to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and they laid it at His feet. But so many of us in here, we're going to hold on to our gold, amen? You don't know how much, you know, there's so many times that taking up our offering puts a stiff blanket over the church. It just, oh Lord, when them offering plates come out, the Spirit dries up. Folks just feel like, oh, i got to give, oh, I can't afford, oh, I don't need to do this right here. And this is a sign of worship. Do you understand? You presenting your gifts before God Almighty is part of worship. And that's why the Spirit in the house of God is dried up today because people don't want to fall down in front of Him and worship the Creator of the universe, the Savior of mankind. We will not bow down and worship Him. 
we are so stuck on ourselves. And I love this part right here. They being divinely warned. You know what this is? This is divine instruction, warning. This is divine instruction written by the anointing of the Holy Spirit by the hands of men over some five, six thousand years. What is it? Thirty-six authors? Sixty-six books? And there's not one contradiction from start to finish. These men being warned in a dream that they should not return to this world. You understand what Herod represents is the world? He's a representation of Satan. He's a representation of the king of this air, of the air, of this atmosphere. And it says, and they departed for their what? We're not citizens of this world anymore, amen? If you've been born again, this is not your home, this is not your land, this is not your country. And it says, and they departed another way. You think about that. Have we fell back off in the past we used to run there? In the laxness of attendance, in the laxness of giving, in the laxness of prayer, in the laxness of, of, of witnessing, in, in the laxness of inviting, in the laxness of enthusiasm. Man, it used to be a time I knew folks was, I mean, before they got in the building, you could hear them coming down the sidewalk, praising God. And now it's like you can hear them leaving and praising. It's time to go eat. Folks, it's just y'all, this past year has just sucked the life out of us. I know it has. I know there's been so much going on last year, but y'all, God is still on the throne. He's still in control. He's still moving people. Just like He set up and He, he, he Rome instituted a, a, a taxation to go back to your tribal land that you're taxed from the lineage that you come from to get Jesus born in Bethlehem just like He had commanded and for, for Herod to have, have it out to kill Jesus Christ. God had that set up to flee off into Egypt. And, and we're going to study this in a week or two. And just like God had set up for the, for, for Ramah, for, for, for uh, Rachel to be at Ramah, crying out for her children and for Jesus to be a, 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 a from, from Galilee and Nazareth, a Nazarene. All these things that was prophesied in the Old Testament, God was working behind the scenes. Not behind the scenes. Why? He's outside the scenes. God is working in His own time for everything to line up just like the prophet said that it was going to come about. And y'all were living in a day today that Herod is ruling again, that we're in sinful times, we're in selfish times. We, we have got all the people that are religious today, like the scribes and the Pharisees, 
that are out seeking their own demise to build themselves up, to, to make themselves known, to make themselves popular, to, 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 to grab a hold of the wealth of this world, to raise them up, that they may be something. Y'all, we're living right in the days when Jesus Christ was born. We are living in the time today for Him to come back for His church and carry them on. Y'all, we're going to wind up being just like Jerusalem was and miss the star. It says He's going to split the eastern sky and with a loud trump, the church is going to be called out and He's going to come back. There's going to be a, a, there'll be a huge light. He says He's going to come. And oh, when you see Him come back in the white, He's got, and the fire in His eye. Oh my goodness. Y'all, we got to be ready because so many people today are dependent upon you and me to be that child of God. To be the child of God that God can use. You know, every one of us in here, some of us has got two or three kids, four or five kids. One or two of them you can always depend on. Right? The other one sometimes you're worried about. Well, this, this, this son of God, he's dependable. You can count on him. You can take it to the bank. Cause it's gonna happen. Now, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you ain't ready, guess what? You'll be left behind. Amen. Amen. And there's been stuff preached all through the years. And it's taken out of context. The Bible says that everyone that believes on the name of Jesus shall be saved. And I'll say amen to that. But the Bible also says that He must be your Lord and Master. So if you've not submitted in what submission means, means to bow down. Relinquish control and be His slave. You'll never enter into the kingdom of heaven. I'm not going to be guilty on that day. And when He asked me, why didn't you say that? Because if you're not a slave to God, you're a slave to Satan. And who you worship is who you belong to. If you worship self, you belong to self. If you worship God, you belong to God. If you worship the things of this world, you belong to this world. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, today, you have the opportunity to make things right. You have the opportunity to set things, lay down your past. Oh, that song in the Father's house. Shame ain't got no place. Amen. We can walk through the doors and all of our troubles stay outside. This morning, everything about you that hinders you, right now, you know it's running through your mind what I need to ask forgiveness for. What I need to get out of the way. And, and, and it's like an addiction. Pride is like an addiction. It is an addiction. I don't think, I don't think heroin, cocaine, I don't think any of the drugs give people as much high as that, that pride, being in control, that control freak is on such a high that he loses control. He'll threat, I mean, oh my goodness, if you run into a control freak or a prideful, a prideful person, them is the two hardest people in the world to ever talk to. And it's only by the Word of God will their hearts ever be changed. But with a, and, and, and I ain't just talking about men. These ladies eat up with the same pride and control that, that, that a lot of the men are. 
That's what I'm saying. Satan has put a drug out there that the only cure for is Jesus Christ. The only way you can be humbled is through the hand of God touching you. As they sang this morning, I'm going to ask you, first thing, did you come to worship? Y'all stand to your feet. Did you come to worship this morning? Did you bring your gifts to worship this morning? Did you come searching for God? Did you come seeking God? Did you come this morning ready to fall down and worship the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Where's your gifts at? Where's your gifts? What are you going to lay down in His feet this morning? You going to lay down self? You going to lay down pride? You going to lay down control? What are you going to lay down here and say, God, help me today, Lord, help me today, I need you. What are you going to lay down here today? We're so consumed in these things. We need you today. need you to, just to be humble. Humble yourself down. Humble yourself down and come, please. We need you today. This church needs workers. This church needs people that are willing to fall down and worship God and say, it don't matter about me. I turn it over to you. God, I love you. I want to praise you. We need you today. We need you today. We need you. Your family needs you. Your kids need you today. Please come. Please come today. Please come today. Please come today. Come on today. Come on today. Come on today. Surrender today. Surrender to Him today. Come on. Come to the altar. Come on. Need you today. Need you today. Need you today. Need you today. Need you to submit yourself to the Lord. Come on. Give control to Him. Come on. Turn it over to Him today. Turn it over to Him today. We need you today. Today, today is the day. Come on. Come on. Come on. Today would be the perfect day. Today would be the perfect day to surrender. Today would be the day. Today would be the perfect day to surrender. Turn your life over to the Lord. Today would be that day to commit yourself back to the Lord. He's begging you. He's patient. He's kind. He's merciful. Need you today. Need you today.
I want to thank you for your attention. I want to thank for your obedience. You know, that's where God starts at is in obedience. And I just, I just know, I just know, I just know that we got obedient, faithful people here. And that through us, God is going to move. We're going to change this community. We're not going to give up. We're not going to grow weary. We're going to keep on fighting for those that's in that building. We're trying to drag as many people out for them to be saved. And, but yet, we're on the outside trying to hold many people back from running back into it. And it's a constant struggle. But you know what? God said He'd give us strength. He'd give us endurance. And He'd provide a way for it all to be done. And I'm believing that in the Word of God, I'm going to stand on the Word of God. And if you can't tell, we're going verse by verse by verse through the whole entire New Testament, what we're in right now. We're going to be in Matthew. We'll pick up in verse number 13. Go ahead and read up and study because the Word of God is what changes men's, mankind's heart. It's only by the Word of God is people can be saved. And that's what we're going to bank on, we're going to build on, that we got the sure foundation and that we're not going to be drug off here and drug off there. We're going to stay right here in the middle and stay in the Word. Thank you all for being here today. Anybody got a word? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Two week notice. Yeah. Well, a week and a half. Hey, rooted, redeemed. Here we go. We're fixing to start romping again. Uh, we're gonna get fired up and running. Wednesday week. Don't forget this coming Wednesday night pizza night. Hey, Wednesday night six thirty. We'd invite every one of you. You know, if you need to bring your supper in and eat before you head to work, or if you're just getting off work, bring your supper in. You know, hey, bring enough. We'll all eat. Okay, and then we'll go to work. But no, seriously, I mean, you know, and, and this is something, and I say this with all humility and kindness, and if there's anything you've rearranged, whether it be a 
ball game, whether it be your kid involved in this activity or that activity or this, if you rearrange your schedule, where I know I'm going to make it for that, well, then you need to rearrange your schedule where you make it for God's Word. Now, I'm not, hey, y'all, I am not being facetious or ugly in any way. But do you realize how you build a hedge around your house? Is that you set the Word of God up around your house. And that Word of God is built up. And that's the only thing that's going to fight off the devil is the Word of God. Every time Satan come to Jesus and tempted him, what did he do? He quoted in Scripture. And that's how we, and it's just one of those things. It's all habit. When you make it a habit and all else is like, hey, everybody knows Wednesday night we're going to meet up at 6.30 at Goshen. Guess what? If ands, and buts, you know, that, that, we get it done. We can get it done. I got 